Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events. Today's episode is a replay of our live event, How to Make a Podcast Ad, featuring our Senior Vice President of Advertising, Carrie Tracy, and Director of Customer Success, John Kiernan. On this episode, we'll be speaking about the different kinds of ad technology, including programmatic, dynamic ad insertion, the technology behind some of these ads, including Podbean's Pod Ads, Dynamic Ad Insertion, and Ads Marketplace, along with best practices for creating your ad, finding your audience niche, direct response versus branded ads, and so much more. Stay tuned, and here we go. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Podcasting Smarter September Live. We are so excited to be here with you today. Welcome back. We are here today for our September Live panel event how to make a podcast ad, where the experts here at Podbean are sitting down to discuss what goes into making an impactful podcast ad from music, whether you have host read or not, having a clear value proposition and more. We're joined today by Podbean Senior VP of Advertising, Carrie Tracy, and Director of Customer Success, John Kiernan. I'm your host, Podbean's Head of Events, Norma Jean Belenke. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and experts. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. So if you're listening on the podcast, you're in the right place. We are brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 620,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. And now we'll jump in and get started. Hello. 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 How's it going? Good. It's so nice to to be with you both. We're here today to talk about ads. I'm so excited. So before we jump in, um, let's just introduce ourselves for a second. Carrie, if you want to start. Sure. I am a Senior Vice President of Advertising for uh, Podbean, and I handle the um, advertising revenue for the podcasts on the network. Absolutely. And John. Yep. So my name is John. And if you've been listening to Podcasting Smarter for quite some time, you may have heard my voice in different roles. Uh, I am currently the Director of Customer Success with Podbean. So I work a lot with our enterprise and high traffic uh, podcasters in order to make sure that they're as taken care of as possible. Absolutely. So we have got a great conversation for you here today because we're all so excited to talk about ads. I think so many podcasters have these questions, you know, where's the monetization? And companies are now starting to ask, how can I make an impact through podcasting? So let's get started. Carrie, I'm going to direct this first question to you. What do brands want? Well, what brands are most interested in is really the audience. Uh, they're, they're, they're buying audience. And the, the power of podcasting is... Um, people, the length of engagement that people listen to podcasts as opposed to other media. So when you listen to or watch TV or listen to radio station, it may be passive where in most cases with podcasting, it's really um, active listening, you know, you know, particularly if it's episodic where, you know, you, you can't, you know, 
kind of space out and you have to go back and listen to it again. But that really is the power of podcasting is the fact that um, people are engaged um, and they feel that they connect with the host. Um, and uh, it, it, it is certainly a powerful medium. And the results of podcasting is really starting to show with a lot of brands. But to answer your question, they're really buying audiences. And okay, the, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. So, I mean, it sounds like, honestly, the, you know, the, the people and the, the number, the sheer number of people, we can talk about niche later, because I think that's also a really important aspect. But, you know, audiences are, are going to, the bigger your audience, you know, from an aggregate standpoint, the bigger your audience, the more opportunity for monetization, the more people listening who may want to buy a product that is featured on your podcast. So absolutely. And John, I want to direct this next question to you. Why make an ad for your business or podcast like versus maybe other mediums? Sure. I think when it comes to marketing your content, whether it's a brand, a podcast, well, I mean, at the end of the day, a podcast really is a brand too, right? Uh, what we often think about are all these different yeah. promotional outlets that you can take. But creating a podcast ad is very similar to creating something like just a quick, brief press kit. Uh, we talk about press kits all the time here. Uh, but yes. really what you're <laughs> able to do is you're able to take all of this content or like a really concise message and viewpoint of your podcast and deliver it to a specific audience that you're looking to target. So with something like a podcast ad, if you're trying to promote your podcast and grow your audience, being able to hit someone with a quick 15, 30 second, or even up to a 60 minute, or not 60 minute, a 60 second podcast ad, yeah. you can really make people understand what your show is about. You can paint a quick image about what you're trying mm. to get at through your ad. And what you can hope to do is you can hope to bring in more of an audience that way. And the thing is, when you run an ad that's really effective, you really engage with people in that specific medium, especially like Carrie was saying. Carrie is the uh, the master at everything on this. So I will always her back yes. to this juncture. <laughs> but when it comes to the medium of podcasting, which is such an engaging medium and has loyalty yes. with the fan base of any given podcast and in the medium in general doing something like a podcast ad is essential for growing your brand, growing your podcast, and selling your service. Absolutely, John. And there are a couple of things that I just want to highlight in what you said. The first is the trust with the audience. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about host-read versus pre-produced ads. Um, and then also, there is that emotional component, right? When you're listening to audio, you're you're hearing the emotion in people's voice versus maybe a a click-through ad, you know, something that's just visual exclusively, um, especially, you know, also print, billboards, things like that as well. Carrie, um, do you have any takes on that in terms of um, why podcasting? Well, you know, podcasting for a lot of advertisers and brands are still relatively new. Um, but the, what over the last couple of years has shown the folks that have dug into it um, are really doubling up this year. And the interesting thing is... Um, when you look at the landscape overall and the younger audiences, um, you know, I, I look at my, you know, college age and, and, and my own kids a little older, they really don't watch TV anymore. So that shift of people going from their consumer habits and listening habits and watching habits going from watching TV to really mm. listening more, um, it, it's so difficult to capture people. And you have to understand what their lifestyle is and where they spend their time in media. 
Oh, yeah. No, that's such a great point. Wow. So brands are really starting to take their budgets and reallocate them towards streaming, whether it be, you know, uh, Netflix is starting to take advertising now. So Netflix, you know, on the audio side, too. Um, It's a really powerful medium in the sense that it's portable, it's on demand, and it's incredibly engaging. And the host is really relating to these people. And you had asked me earlier about, you know, I think the most important thing as an advertiser is that you have to keep that audience in mind. Uh, who are they um, and what are they most interested in? And what is the content of that particular podcast? What are they listening to? And the brand really should align with that type of content, who the listener is. I think that's where you're going to have the most you know, effective uh, campaign and results. And uh, Sounds Profitable, which is run by Brian Barletta, he was, you know, gave a, a conference down at the uh, podcast movement. They had recently done research called After These Messages. And the, yes. The, the amazing thing about that research, and again, you know, coming from my background, I always take a lot of the research with a grain of salt based on who's doing it, you know, but it, right. research after research is showing that people who listen to a podcast ad, 70% are either, you know, going to the site or checking out the discount or the coupon code. And then 66% of those people are actually taking action on it. So, you know, that comes wow. out to like 46%, which is pretty amazing. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, what other advertising mediums get that kind of result? Very few. And, and that's the thing there, yeah. there, the, you know, there are, you know, ad agencies now that just focus just on podcasting. I mean, they, they came from yeah. radio, but they're starting to focus on the 100%. Now, again, I'm not going to promise an advertiser that you're going to get 50% people taking action. You know, that's just insane. On the digital side, you're lucky if you get, you know, 3 to 5%. That that Right. 5% is lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, this research, I think, that's coming out is – you know, a little one-sided in the sense that um, it's still early on, you know, in terms of the, you know, we're still in the infancy of podcasting. We got a long way to go. But, um, you know, the research right now is is pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, you know, you, you briefly touched on possibly the trust that audiences have in a host. And I think... Also, you know, the the specifics about matching the brand with the right content, right? And what's so great about podcasting as an open medium, you know, everybody can create a podcast. And so advertisers have the opportunity to find their ideal audience. Mm -hmm. It's It's not buying off the rack so much anymore. It's really more tailored. Right. You know, if we're going to use a clothing analogy, it's like bespoke Mm -hmm. almost because especially with host red, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, I want to just before we jump into host red and, and a lot of the exciting aspects of how the advertising is delivered, I want to talk about best practices for making an ad. So John, let's jump in a bit there before we, before we get ahead of ourselves, because I mean, <laughs> we can just nerd out <laughs> on ad, you know, the, the, the growth of ads with podcasting, which I want to do in, in a little bit, but John, let's talk a little bit first um, and Carrie about best practices for ads. So you know, can you do it yourself? What are we going to include? Let's start there. Sure. I think one of the most important things for creating an ad for the podcasting environment is making it succinct and making sure that what the message you're saying is, 
is what the message needs to be, no more, no less. Uh, at the same time, as engaging as the podcasting medium is, you are also taking somebody's time, right? So you want to make sure that you say what you have to say, you can promote your product, make it engaging, and then get back to whatever the podcast host is talking about. So I've always thought that if you can make your podcast ad really just about what you're talking about, you're going to set yourself up for success. And there's a lot of different ways that, and a lot of different podcast ads that you hear out there. Some have, let's say, background music, for example, that can help set the tone. Others are just someone speaking to you and being really engaging in that way. Um, and again, it comes down to how do you want to brand your product? How do you want to yeah. portray what you're trying to deliver through your podcast ad? I think there's benefit to both. Um, I think sometimes with yeah. having background music in a podcast ad, it can really help paint the scene a little bit more. However, I do think that if you remove that background music and you're just speaking to the audience, sometimes that can be even more engaging. And depending when this comes out, uh, I actually did an interview yeah. with some of our winners from a recent How to Make a Podcast ad contest, and we spoke exactly about Yes. And one of the winners had this incredible ad where they did different voices, they added background music. And then one of the gentlemen who had won, they literally just spoke to the camera, basically, and just delivered the content in a really succinct, really clear voiced and really calm way. And both of the ads were extremely effective. The one condition that we had was keep it right at 30 seconds. And while they said that that was something that might have been difficult to do up front, they understood that it needed to be 30 seconds to really hit as quick as possible, get in, get out. And I'd love to hear Carrie's feedback on that, too. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, no, um, you guys did an amazing job with, and it was so interesting to see them get into it and the creativity that, um, you know, Podbean has with the hosts that what, what they can offer from all different angles and all different audiences. But I, I mean, you, you're the expert on the production side of which, you know, you guys do an amazing job. I look at it from, you know, an advertiser's perspective and we, we ask yes. the same questions as we would almost in any ad campaign, whether it be podcasting, you know, uh, digital uh, or, you know, traditional. But, you know, we'll look at, you know, what's their goal? Are they trying to, you know, is this a pure brand awareness campaign that they just want to let people know about their brand? Or is it a pure DR campaign? Are they driving people to a website are they, or are they driving them to a yeah. store? You know, where they really have set up certain metrics um, and, and anticipate, you know, some type of return. And those metrics could be a number of things, um, which we don't have to get into now. But no, no, I think that's I think that that's really important. Understanding, you know, what is your clear right. offer, right? Are you focused on direct response, like click this link, buy the product right now, which a lot of ads very successfully do. And so, if you have a product, like find us, come, yeah, <laughs> like we're here. And then also on that branding side, you know, a, a lot of products, you know, maybe are a longer purchasing. Uh, it take it takes longer to purchase or they're more frequently purchased. So it's really just about being top of mind. And so it is important to have that brand awareness. So uh, I would love for both of you to kind of walk us through, you know, for a direct response, what do you want to make sure is in that ad versus on a branding ad? You know, if it's pure branding, it's more about the values so, of, so, of, the, of the brand and yeah, the company. Yeah, so just to get back to So earlier I was talking about, there are three things we look at. One is goal. You know, what are you, yeah. what are you trying to do? Secondly, who's the target audience? And then thirdly, 
you know, what's the budget? The budget is going to dictate what you can, what you can't do. It's almost like buying a house. Yeah. You know, what, what neighborhood should I be going to is going to be based on, you know, what, what your budget is, the size of the house. Very, yeah. very similar. And that's, you know, kind of the approach that we uh, take. Um, now, as far as metrics are concerned, you asked branding versus direct response. Direct response is all about ROI. I'm going to spend this much. How much of a return am I going to get? How many products am I going to sell online? How many people are going to, am I going to drive into the store? How do you track it going into the store? It's the same way as you would online. It's, you know, a discount code. Or you can see, you know, a bump. Uh, you know, we talk about attribution. Attribution is a lot easier digitally than it is on broadcast. But and, and the challenge that a lot of the bigger brands had in the past is that they looked at podcasting as kind of the Wild West. Over the last two years, the attribution tools that are available are just as good as, uh, you know, uh, any of the digital tools. It is a digital tool. And so the way that you would look at a branding campaign is you want to see how many people have actually visited the site, not necessarily even purchased it. You can see... Um, you know, after that campaign ran, how many people went to your website and you can have the long tail effect too. You can look, you know, three, four weeks out after that campaign ran, how many people have come back and, you know, looked at it. And that's the beauty of DAI is that you can run uh, with, um, uh, you know, digital, your ad insertion, you can run it um, for a specific period of time if it's an offer. Yeah. Whereas with baked in, you you know sometimes it, it's great, but there's also a drawback to it because if you're having you know a Labor Day sale that is baked into you know an episode, and you're going to be listening to right. you know in during the holidays, um, it, it may not be. Uh, it's not uh, relevant. Absolutely. You know, Right. You've lost the window. And for everybody out there, I just want to to clarify a little bit. Dynamic ad insertion is where we can insert a fresh ad into the entire back catalog of a podcast uh, show. And so you can deliver, you know, new messaging, new offers to your, you know, ideal audience when you have them, um, even for episodes that maybe are really popular that still get, you know, many, many, many listens, thousands, millions of listens, um, but you can still serve fresh ads. So that's what that dynamic ad insertion is. And and baked in is a term that we use uh, where the ad is part of the episode. So it forever will be part of that episode so that you can't keep refreshing it and offering, you know, maybe fresh offers or or updates on product or anything like that as well. So I think that that is such an important distinction um, and, and John, from a production standpoint, you know, what are just some basics that we want to include when you're making a podcast ad, both for direct response and then, you know, possibly for branding, but like, you know, obviously it's something where I know this is really maybe elementary or basic, but like, what are, cause sometimes people even, you know, when you're making a podcast sometimes and you first start out, sometimes you can forget to, you know, make an intro or say, Hey, you know, make sure that you follow the show on Podbean, all that kind of, of stuff. Of course. And I would say for the direct response ad, I think it makes a little bit more sense what you would do up front, because if you're trying to drive traffic to a certain result, or like Carrie said, you're trying to really track an ROI, you have to turn around and make sure that whatever you're delivering, wherever you want somebody to, do, uh, to go or whatever action you want somebody to take, you want to make sure that that's as clear as possible. Um, with Podbean, sometimes some of the ads that we run are go to this specific website. And you'll hear us do things right. even such as say the name of the website and then spell it out, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash 
wherever we need you to go. Um, because you only have that short time and you want to make sure that within the confines of the audio realm, you have the ability to direct somebody there. I think when it comes to the other side of it, you can get a little bit more open as it comes to your branding, right? You think of some of these larger brands who they just want you to be top of mind, as you were saying before. So it's really just getting their branding out there. It's really getting their message out there, who they are, what they sell. It's not always, so for example, right, if it's like a soft drink company, it's not always go to this website to purchase volume amounts of soft drinks. It's more, here's the brand, here's the product, here's the polar bear in the middle of Christmas. I think you all know who I'm talking about. Right, right. right. So when you are thirsty, that's the brand of soda you go for. I think one really important example that I've always thought of is think of Band-Aids. Band-Aid is the brand. It's really a medical adhesive, but the brand name has become so popular. They're not sitting there putting out advertising saying, go buy this at your local store or something like that. They're not driving that traffic. They're really just using their brand name to just keep you top of mind. God forbid you ever have uh, need for a Band-Aid, here it is. So I think when you come right. from a production standpoint, those are probably two big things to really think about depending on what your end goal is. And the one the one thing I think that we'll start seeing more so as programmatic starts taking off is, you know, the power of audio is mu- music is so incredibly. So if, if you have um, uh, a, 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 a jingo, not a, a, a Jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like custom music for your brand. Yeah. You know, you've got that in your ear, uh, you know, for, for, you know, you're going to remember it. It, It's going to drive you crazy. And that's a sign of a good ad because you're like, I can't handle that anymore. Um, So so I think from a brand perspective, they look at reach, which is, you know, uh, podcasts are are, are able to do that. Now you can reach a lot of people and frequency is really important on, on the direct response side. Um, you know, the, the old rule of thumb was that you should be mentioning, you know, whether it be an eight on trip number back in the old days or now, you know, driving to a URL, you should mention that, as John mentioned, a minimum of three times. So people and the reason why they said, you know, why do I have to do three times? Well, you know, kind of back in the old days, you, you would, you know, would hit you first. You say, oh, you know, this is pretty interesting. Second time you'd get a pen or pencil, you'd write it down. Third time you'd actually, you know, take action. But you know, now it's so easy to, on your phone, you can, you know, tap to convert. And so I, I, I think there are going to be a lot of uh, digital advancements as it relates to audio, you know, whether you say, you know, I'm interested and that will bring it to the URL. What, however, you know, that is coming down the line and down the line. It's not currently now, but, but I do think, um, you know, and I'm kind of surprised by it. The host, get so enthusiastic about a product that they really believe yeah. in it, that their listeners, yeah. you know, Hey, this guy's authentic. I believe what they say and he or she, and you know, I'm going to buy that product. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's an endorsement and that's, that's exactly what these brands want. They want the host to say, look, I, I believe in the product. I think you should buy it. And it's, it's pretty powerful. And I think you're actually, yeah, absolutely. Good job. Oh, John. I think yep. you're hearing a lot more when it comes to host read ads. Instead of it just being the person reading about the ad, you're hearing this personal experience. I think when I listen to a lot of podcasts, one thing that I hear, whether once or twice, is I've used this product, I believe this product, something akin to that. Because I think for what mm-hmm. happens when it does come to advertisers is or advertising, there's the other side of it where 
you don't want to inundate people too much with too much advertising. But if you have the host coming in and saying, this is actually something that I believe in, and I believe in the message or the product, that can be a really, or that could be a great way for the advertiser to say, listen, try the product. And if you like it, then really speak to your own personal experience with it, because that's going to drive it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and just for everybody out there to clarify, host read ads are when the host of a podcast, right? They come on in the ad break and they say, hey, I really like this product. I tried it. Here's why I liked it. If you want to try it too, here's a code, you know, or here's a link to purchase it, that kind of thing. So it's it's really straightforward. And I think with podcasting specifically, there is a trust between the listener and the host in a way because the medium that we listen to podcasts on, you know, most people listen via their phone on an app. When you're listening on your phone, you know, that's the same device you use to call your family. (laughs) So there is a subconscious uh, trust there, right? And, and, and especially because there's not visual, uh, there's not a visual component for most podcasting when you're listening, right? So, So you're able to have that kind of emotional connection as you would on a phone call. So it is very interesting in terms of the trust that the audiences have in hosts. And, and, and I think it's important, you know, that's such a, that's such a great aspect of podcasting. Um, And, and just for everybody out there who's thinking, Hey, I want to be on a podcast. I want my ad to be on a podcast. How do people go about booking host ads? John, do you want to take that one? For booking host ads and Carrie, please expand on this. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, we'll, we'll have you go next. To, to Everything I say, asterisk, defer to Carrie. <laughs> so there's a couple of different ways. And what we've been seeing most recently is if somebody is looking to have, so you're asking if someone wants to have a host read ad run on their show, basically, or if an advertiser wants to run. If an advertiser oh, wants sure. to have a host read about their product, what's that process like? How do How do they get in contact? Yeah. Um, how can they do that with us? Yeah, cool. definitely. When it comes to host read ads, one of the best ways for a brand to reach out to a podcaster is, and you know, especially with what we've seen with a lot of our podcasters is direct, right? If an advertiser wants to have an, if you, an advertiser wants a podcaster to read the ads that they're delivering on their show, a lot of the times the direct communication is best email, whatever the case may be. So any podcaster, mm-hmm. please have your press kit ready to go. Um, also, yes, we talk about this absolutely. all the time. <laughs> and if you are a podcaster that's looking to have ads run, maybe on your website, have your press kit on there. Maybe what you do is you set up a 15 day campaign, 30 day campaign to reach out all sorts of different advertisers via email and different avenues with your press kit as well. What usually happens also is an advertiser will give you a script. And with that script, it'll have the bullet. A lot of the times it'll have bullet points. A lot of the times it'll actually have the full read. Here's what I want you to actually read Mm -hmm. uh, fully. But in either way, you can use that to create your host read ad while you're in the show. And what's been great with dynamic ad insertion technology is we're saying what the host read is. is The host is making the actual ad, right? With dynamic ad insertion, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I can record that ad on my end as a host read ad and then dynamically insert it across mm-hmm. all of the different uh, shows under my umbrella with a platform like ours that gives you the power to do that. Yeah, so I, you know, th- just to back up a little in terms of the process, so um, we'll approach um, certain 
you know, advertising agencies, you have certain brands, and we'll go directly to the brands and, you know, talk about the 34,000 podcasts that Podbean has, they'll come back and say, okay, these are the ones that we're interested in. These are the audiences we're interested in. We come back, present, you know, what the costs are, you know, which ones make sense. And then they say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. let's, let's go with these. Then the process is we reach out to the hosts of the show. We tell them, are you interested? This is what they're willing to pay. And this is what the, the, the brand or the product is about. Now, you know, some of these hosts will take that brand, some, you know, and say, yeah, I'd, I'd love to endorse it, check it out. Some may say, you know, uh, it's really not my thing. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take that product or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, John's exactly right. And the brand will typically will, will jump on an onboarding call. The uh, talk to them about, you know, the brand itself, you know, the messaging that they want to get across and it, they'll, they'll give them either the exact script that they have to read or they'll give them talking points and they want them to improvise and kind of give their, their, their take on it. Um, and so that's the host red ad. And as you said, we can pre-record it and we can insert it, you know, for the campaign. The other is the announcer red where, um, you know, you, you can run it, you'll be able to run it programmatically. But what we, what we did was a test with one of our clients on the self-serve side of the business where you can just put an announcer red ad where the first, uh, campaign, the ad sounded, it was a radio ad basically. And they just dropped, you know, a 60 second radio ad in there. And it, it wasn't as effective as they anticipated it to be because it sounded yeah. like a radio ad. So, you know, we spoke to them and we said, look, you yeah. know, we think this could definitely work. The, these podcasts make sense for your audience. And we think you should do another ad where it, it gives you the impression that it is a host red ad. That, you know, someone's talking about the product that's a little more authentic and it comes across as mm. that podcast audience is, you know, kind of used to. And they ran it and it, it, it did much better. It wasn't that, you know, hammer hitch over the head like some radio ads are. Um, so it was interesting. I mean, we're learning as we, you know, go along, you know, which, you know, the audiences are going to. And, and it's like any, you know, advertising campaign. It's all about testing a troll. You know, which which type of ads are going to work best for what audiences. Um, yeah. You know, we've got, we're, we're actually speaking with one of the largest um, advertisers in podcasting now. And what they're going to do is a test. It's going to be a, a three-week cap. Um, and they're going to do three different weeks. So when I say three-week cap, it's going to be three, you know, three times frequency for that week. Um, and then we're going to do it for a number of separate weeks, as opposed to, you know, trying to jam it all in one month or, you know, they're finding that that way you can track it better and you can have a little more control yeah. over the, um, uh, the campaign. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, I, I think that there is a difference because with podcast advertising versus maybe traditional radio. So if you have a business out there and you're thinking, oh, we've advertised on radio, you know, we know how to do this. There are some nuances in terms of the message, oh, right? It's more personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit more about that, Karen? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, again, the amazing thing we've done attribution tests in the past with different media, whether it be, you know, TV, radio, uh, digital. And the one thing that keeps coming back up again and again is the length of engagement with podcasts. You know, when you talk about a podcast yeah. that's episodic, you know, you, you're you got them hooked. They're repeat customers. And the the beauty of of any business 
is if you can get a repeat customer, um, you know, you're going to build a, a really good business. And I think that that's what podcasting realized early on is that these endorsements from the host are incredibly powerful. And if you can, you know, set up a podcast that have people coming back again and again, then, you know, it's you're building your brand and you're building a really good business model. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the way that the ad is formatted and the messaging, what are some best practices there? Um, you know, obviously, you're going to want to get the highest quality recording that you yeah. can. That's always pretty that's always a, a pretty standard, yeah, right? Yeah. Whether you're recording yourself, you're outsourcing. And, and obviously, if you are contracting the host to do a host red ad, they're going to have the same quality for the ad that they would for the show. So that's always a nice guarantee as well. Um, but what are some other best practices there in terms of the ad format? Well, I, I think for um, pre-rolls, which is, you know, as yeah. the, before the show starts there, 30 seconds will tend to work best because... If it's too long, if it's a you know sixty second or two minutes, people are going to skip. Maybe, gonna, yeah. Exactly, they're going to skip it. And in our business, they only the, the advertiser only pays for what they they're listened to. So IAB regulation or compliance is that they have to listen to at least a minute of that ad. So you are truly um, getting what you paid for, which which is amazing. I mean, there are other channels yeah. that you you know there there are no guarantees. Um, Right. You're not going to get those right. metrics. You're not going to get those guarantees because the way that they track listenership or viewership is aggregate or different or I don't want to say obsolete, but from a different time period. Yeah. I mean, with traditional media, you bought TV, radio. I mean, yeah, if you're buying right. the Super Bowl, you were guaranteed a certain amount of ratings because the amount of money that you're spending. But absent that, you know, you rarely, you know, you kind of like it's going to run and that's what I get, you know, and same with. Right. And with billboards, all that type of stuff. But digital has become a little more. And, and I think in the case of uh, podcasts, they hold you to a higher standard because it's, you know, kind of newer. People didn't know about it. And, you know, what, what is being put in place is going to be a lot stronger mm -hmm. than a lot of the other media channels. So I think it's important. But in terms of best practices, I think John hit it on the head earlier. It's when you listen to a, a podcast host or, or an ad that they're super enthusiastic and it's really creative, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll probably won't skip it. You know, it's, it's kind of part of the whole, you know, podcast experience that um, either the host is reading it or even if you have an announcer red host, you know, if it's engaging enough, they'll, they'll listen to it. But I think it really comes down to, um, you know, making sure that the, the, you know, the, the ad that you read or the talking points that you read is of interest to that audience. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that's, that, that's key. And enthusiasm, certainly, you know, humor, all that type of stuff, um, you know, makes it a little more authentic. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's just at this point, it sounds like you want to make sure that your ad is really exciting and kind of grabs the listener. You want to make sure that you have either a clear value proposition or people know what the brand is. You want to make sure that you have a high quality recording or at least the highest quality that you can manage at that time. Um, and then you want to make sure that you're, you're considering your audience. I think those are all really clear. And, and I think that, you know, the format is going to be different for, for different, obviously audiences, but also for different time slots. So Carrie, you touched on this briefly. 
generally within ads for podcasting, there are three positions. There's pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll. Obviously, pre is right before the episode airs. Mid is in the middle of the episode. And you can always, as a podcaster, you can choose that that timestamp of where those ads are going to go. So it doesn't clip off mid-sentence or anything. And then post is going to be after the episode. So I think it is important to also remember like how much time you're using. Is it 15 seconds? Is it 30? Is it 60? Um, And Carrie, you also touched on, you know, pre pre roll being, uh, you know, 30 seconds being ideal. But are there any best practices for where the ad is placed? Like if let's say you have a business, um, maybe you have like a, like a chain of coffee shops, and you want to advertise on podcasting, is is there best practices for each format, whether it's mid-roll, post-roll, or pre-roll? Uh, typically, the well, you know, in terms of value, the advertisers um, have always valued the mid-roll more. You pay more for a mid-roll. Uh, but, that's but, right. But over the past year, that's starting to shift where the pre-rolls are starting to become almost as valu- valuable as, as a uh, mid-roll. Um, and then mm-hmm. post-rolls are typically... Um, either they're promoting their next show or they're cross-promoting other um, podcasts. Um, is that where a lot of people will, you know, heavy up there? But in terms of positioning the mid-roll, uh, you know, pre-rolls, pre-rolls in the beginning, but mid-roll, you are starting to see some folks starting to front load uh, the mid-rolls, meaning that they're going to, you know, you try to move it up as close as you can to the front, you're going to get more impressions. The thought is that, Mm. Uh, the further back, people may get a little tired or, or they may be more apt to skip it or they may stop it. And then, then when they come back to return, you know, they push it. So, um, Okay, got it. So just for clarification here, an example would be maybe there's an hour-long podcast. And instead of your mid-roll being at the midpoint of the episode, 30 minutes, it might be at 15 minutes. Right, now. right. Exactly. So after the first 15 minutes of the episode, you would hear those mid-roll ads and, and they would have a better response. Right. And, and I think as podcasting grows, you're, you're going to see, you're already starting to see, you know, the, again, the power of podcasting is that it, it only typically, when it started, it was only three ads, if that. You know, you may only have one. Right. You know? and, and now, um, and, and again, I'm not programmatic because, because you can control that. But what you want to be yeah. leery of is putting in too many ads in there. Um, you know, like, you know, TV's had that problem. Radio's had that problem. But, um, you know, it's such a great medium. People are going to figure it out. They're, they're, they're going to, you know, get that feedback. You know, either the host is going to get it directly and they're going to say, I have to, I have to hold back. In, in in the case of programmatic, you you want to make sure that it runs mm-hmm. smoothly. So, so programmatic has been a bit of a buzzword recently uh, within the industry. So, for everybody out there who may not be familiar, Carrie, can you just briefly explain what programmatic podcast advertising is and, and how it works? Sure. So, um, the the term programmatic has been used loosely, um, you know, particularly over the last couple of years. People say, uh, you know. We've got programmatic because they can use DAI and, you know, they can choose by, by audiences. The reality is that programmatic is um, uh, you, you need to have an SSP, which is a supply side co- platform that, will, that publishers will use to put their shows out there. And the bigger agencies have a, a DSP, which is demand side platform, and they have the ability to buy those shows. So 
that the power of a DSP and the DSP has been around for a while on the digital side is that they can buy by demo and they can buy behaviorally. So you can. Okay. So they can buy by demographic and right. then behaviorally, can you just give in, give us an example? Sure. There? So, so from the demo perspective, that's, you know, male, female, age, household, right. Age. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when you talk about behavioral, you talk about people who are into health and fitness, people who happen to shop at target. Okay. So you can really layer that. I think we have almost a thousand segments actually through, through Nielsen. So it's, it can get very granular. The more granular you get, you know, the smaller your audience is going to get. So with some high-end brands, use a Rolls-Royce as an example, you can, you know, get really granular by zip code, by buying habits, you know. So, um, you know, it, it, we are on par with all the other uh, media channels in terms of, um, you know, it, that, that, that's the beauty of programmatic. Beautiful. And programmatic with the larger brands, you know, you'd mentioned like, a, you know, Coca-Cola or, you know, American Express, whatever the case may be, um, you, you can scale it. So you can, um, you know, the, 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 the one drawback with host red ads is that you have to have each host do the ad. And so it's, it's you know, it's kind of a long process that you have to go through mm-hmm. and, and you may not have the ability to scale. Whereas with programmatic, we can run run it one ad. We can run it globally in different languages. So uh, it's it's probably one of the strongest mediums from that perspective in terms of of reach. Absolutely, and programmatic wouldn't be host read because you're really inserting the ad almost in real time. Is that correct? Yes, I mean you, you you're still yes you're going to buy it the campaign is going to typically be based on impressions. So I want to get this many impressions for this period of time. And then you can do frequency caps too. So it's, you're not listening to the same message over and over again. You may say, you know, for the, so the, the way the impressions are based on um, IP addresses. So if um, Norma Jean or John listen to that ad, they've recorded that they know that you've been there and they're not going to serve that ad up to you again for another, you know, until, you know, three times for that week, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. So if you're an advertiser and you're looking to, you know, just really make an impression with a specific demographic or with uh, a specific audience that maybe has, you know, like you said, Carrie shops at Target, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. something where you can directly target that audience and and it's not through a specific podcast, which is great. And, and, and is incredibly valuable in its own way. But with programmatic for specific campaigns, it can be super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. You, and, and, and again, you, you're really buying the audience and you're, and you're buying their behavior and what they're most interested in. So, right. uh, yeah, programmatic is, is a, a small uh, part from a revenue standpoint in podcasting, but that's going to start growing quickly. Absolutely. And so for those programmatic ads, if we're looking at, you know, how to make a podcast ad, which is what we're, we're kind of talking about here today, but also, you know, all of, all of podcast advertising, really, because it's such an exciting time. Um, if, if we're looking at how to make those ads, it's really something where you want it to be audience specific, right? You're not focused that much on the show's content that your ad's going to run on and maybe how it fits in there, but you're really focused on this is the target audience. This is what we're saying to them. Yes. So there, there are um, audio, creative audio agencies that are, that are start, starting to pop up. 
-hmm. And they're looking at the research behind, um, you know, podcasting ads are starting to test a lot of those ads. And again, I think one of the areas that you're going to start seeing more of music being a part of, you know, these programmatic ads, because again, you have that earworm in there that you can't get rid of that song or that, uh, you know, uh, uh, tagline. But um, uh, yeah, I think we'll start seeing more of that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, for host red ads, there's also the cost of recording can also be higher, right? So for host, host red ads, you know, I think there is a minimum campaign, uh, you know, that that needs to be run to make it worth the whole time to take their time and record that ad and, and make sure that it's set up. But for non host red ads, I mean, you can record a, a pretty good ad for for a lower amount of money, right? So john, let's talk a little bit about that. And then also, Gary mentioned music, which I know is also in your wheelhouse. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to producing high-quality audio in 2022 when this uh, is being recorded here, the great news is it's fairly simplistic to for a budget, whether it's on your own or bringing in a company to do it for you, fairly low cost to be able to produce something fairly high-quality. Um, so long as the content that you're delivering is succinct and is good, then all you need is something that you can basically pick up at local retailers, whether it's even like a $100 microphone. A lot of the computers and mobile devices that we have nowadays have built-in software that you can record directly into it. You can edit the audio once it's recorded, and you can polish it up, add compression, EQ, some of those things just to make it uh, as professional and audio uh, volume-wise as possible, like hitting the limit for what you would hear on uh, produced content, right? So using all those different mediums, you can really produce a pretty high quality piece of content in under an hour if you have everything set up from that way. And Carrie keeps mentioning music, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of companies are going to these libraries that have lots of music, right? So let's say yeah. you have, for example, an advertisement yes. that you want to uh, position for something like wellness or something, right? There's a lot of content out there musically that would really fit that, whether it's for more of an energetic kind of feel or whether it's for, uh, for example, a little bit more of like a calm, a little bit more of a Zen kind of feel, right? Something that has more meditative properties to it uh, musically. You can go to some of these libraries and these libraries can have that music already produced for you. Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and purchase a license where you can use it for uh, whatever needs you would need to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing, though, I will say on that, there's a positive and a negative. The positive side of that is that you can get music that really does fit what you're looking to do. But to get the earworm piece that Carrie is talking about and really deliver your message, custom music could be the way to go. And we think of all these different kinds of ads, right? We think of State Farm, we think of uh, Safe Light, we think of all these different ads where they actually have a piece of music that has the name or it has a little unique to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it definitely needs to be said that those are the ones where I think the earworm really catches somebody. Somebody's walking down the street and we've all we, we a lot of us think of the Aflac bird, right? The Aflac saying the uh, the name of the brand. Things like that are really small things that you can do to make sure that people remember your brand, even somebody that isn't looking for the product that you're putting out right away. And that's a big part of marketing, too. You're always looking to go after somebody who is looking for the product that you're putting out. But in the event that they're not at that point, you still want to be top of mind in the event that they do need your product. And you get there, I think, more with custom music. And a lot of these people who put out the custom music for you, 
you know, you can create a full piece of music that's two or three minutes and then take the ending 15 tag or the beginning 15 tag and use that in your commercial. So you have a lot of it. You have a 15, you have a 30, you have a 60, um, which, is, which are some common timestamps that you're going to hear for tags, even something as quick as a three second tag. So if you're looking into writing a piece of music, and this is for someone who may want to write music for advertisers, for those in this audience, um, always get the skill set down of being able to create a full piece of music that then you can translate into a 60 second, a 30 second, a 15 second, and just a small three second tag. And as somebody who's putting the content into their own ad, realize that you might have those barometers there as well. That's really important. And I think in terms of, of, of getting music that matches the feeling of your brand, you know, it's not going to be the exact same music for 15 seconds. You know, you're not going to double it up for 30, but you want to have, you know, those, those auditory signatures that are attached to your brand. So when people hear it, they're like, Oh yeah, you know, that's, that's my product. Um, so I think it's, it's really an important aspect as well. And, you know, in terms of cost, like we were saying, you can create pretty great ads, pretty low budget, um, a couple hundred dollars, you know, um, you know, with maybe a $200 budget, it's definitely, you know, doable, um, in today's marketplace, whether you're creating it yourself, whether you're externally creating it. And then on the host red, like we mentioned, you know, there is going to be probably a bigger cap. Um, I would say in general, that's about a thousand dollar campaign minimum, you know, for that host to, to be able to, to read the ad. Um, and that's on the very, very low end. But, uh, on, you know, with our self-service, not to push a pod being too much, but yeah, on the <laughs> no, side, that's why we're here. We, 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 we can do the announcer red ad for a hundred dollars yeah. and they're really good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, the amount of talent that we have and what they deliver is incredible. Absolutely. And, and that isn't really across the industry with Podbean. It's something where, you know, we want you to be successful in your ad campaigns. Um, and we want our podcasters to have successful ad campaigns and keep podcasting. So it's definitely something where you want to, you want to just join Podbean. Um, well, Carrie, I'd love to hear a little bit, um, from you about larger campaigns and, and coordinating kind of overall, because it seems like, you know, from, from a specific ad standpoint, we've really talked about that, but a lot of podcast listeners, podcasters, advertisers are noticing that, you know, th there are larger campaigns that are possible. So what does that look like for a brand? Um, I think uh, on the on the host red, again, it comes back to what your goal, uh, you know, target and budget is and whether you want to do uh, host red ads and or announcer red ads uh, or a combination thereof to test both. So I think most of these larger brands, well, most of the larger brands are doing a lot of tests and control, you know, both between uh, host red and announcer red. So, but if you're doing it, you know, a major campaign with, um, you know, these Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies, more likely than not, they're going to be doing a programmatic campaign. And it's typically going to come in through their agency. And so the way programmatic is structured and the relationships are set up with the agencies is that you can do a private marketplace where we'll go into an agency and we'll negotiate a certain CPM. CPM is the cost metric that we use in the industry. And so we'll give them, we'll allow them to uh, maybe look at our top, you know, 50 uh, podcasts and they have access to those podcasts at this certain CPM. 
And then we may say below those podcasts, it's open marketplace. You can go in and you can buy based on what the market will provide. So you can come down with the lower CPM. But typically with the private marketplace, you don't necessarily have to have a low CPM. You can negotiate it. At, you know, it's all about uh, demand, uh, supply and demand. So, you know, you look at some of these top podcasts, use Joe Rogan as an example. Some of those are locked in through, you know, the end of 2023. You can't, you can't get in there. Yeah. And that's the one thing, again, with uh, a network like, you know, Podbean, we've got 34,000 podcasts that yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, really good inventory there that, you know, you may not be able to get elsewhere. So, um, uh, it, 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 yes, it, you know, inventory is, is, um, is going to be important. And, you know, to answer your question, Armageen, at scale, most of these larger advertisers are going to start doing programmatic because it's really the only way that you can scale it. Absolutely. And we have some exciting announcements about that coming up, I think a bit later this year. Um, but it's something where, you know, as podcasting, advertising grows in terms of the aggregate and the overall market, brands that want to have, you know, huge global campaigns are able to do that now, you know, and if you're a podcaster from that side, right, you can be part of that, (laughs) which is great, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, because especially like, you know, we keep talking about Podbean, We're, we're from Podbean, we love Podbean, you know, that's, that's us, but it's something where, you know, you have, you get to be part of that larger collective trend and benefit of it um, because we have our ads marketplace, because we have our ad platforms built into our hosting and our overall solution here. So it's pretty cool. Um, well, um, before we end today, it's been just such a pleasure to speak with both of you. I think we've really covered, you know, what brands want if you are a brand and you're looking to podcast. How do how do you get started? How do folks get started, um, Carrie? Yeah, there there are a couple of ways. Um, with you talk about specifically Podbean, or you just talk about in general? Podbean, but also in general, <laughs> best practices. Yeah, yeah. In, you know, in, in the case of Podbean, always Podbean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the case of Podbean, Podbean, I, I, I'd love to talk to you. You know, we, we there, but there there are a couple of different options. One is self serve where you can go into our sponsorship um, our brand's uh, URL um, and you can open up a free account yeah. and you can basically go in there and just play around with, you know, uh, you can target by geo, you can target by category, you can uh, target by individual podcasts. And there you can set the CPM, you can set your budget, that's uh, minimum $200 and you can go and you can see, you know, what, what's available. Um, secondly is, um, a managed service where we can help you find those podcasts and we can get the, uh, hosts to do host red ads. And that's a minimum of a thousand dollars per campaign. And then in the next couple of weeks, we should have programmatic up and running and programmatic is, is going to be suited more for the larger brands because you need a DSP partner. But, um, as as we'll also have some announcements over the next you know month or two that um, even on the self serve side you'll be able to get more granular with um, the Nielsen data that we're going to be importing. So that's exciting. Absolutely, and I think also you know from a podcaster standpoint, it just means that more ads are coming your way. So if you are podcasting 
overall, if you're podcasting with Podbean, of course, you can take advantage. You know, the market is growing and this rising tide is going to lift all all the podcast boats. <laughs> so. <laughs> And then also as a podcaster, because we've briefly touched on podcasters wanting to run yeah. their ads on other podcasts too, yes. uh, using the same engine of the ads marketplace and dynamic ad insertion. If you're a podcaster that's hosted with Podbean, if you go down in your podcast dashboard to the left side of it, you should be able to see this button that says ads management. And everything that Carrie is discussing is there, but there's also a button at the top that allows you to run your advertisement for your show on other podcasts using that same engine. And there's a couple of uh, different pre-made templates with impressions and cost per that you can use to run anywhere from a seven day to a 30 day campaign to run your show's advertisement on other shows. And you get a breakdown in much the same way of what kind of content do I wanna run my my ad uh, content on. So for anyone that's looking to grow their show using that medium and really understand you know, what this could look like for them. It's an invaluable tool that I think a lot more people have started to use. And if you're someone that wants to see that growth in your show to make it even more appealing for advertisers to come to your show, I'd really definitely recommend checking that tool out as well. Absolutely. And we talk about this, you know, when we're talking about how to grow your podcast, how to grow your audience, one of the best tips for how to get people to find your show, to listen to your show, to subscribe to your show is to advertise your podcast on other Mm -hmm. podcasts. It really does work because if you're advertising outside of podcasting, you don't even know if those, if that audience listens to podcasts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, it's definitely a really, really valuable audience growth tool for podcasters as well. So definitely a great point, John. Um, Carrie, as you mentioned, we have a lot of tools here at Podbean. We're going to have links to our sponsorship marketplace. We're going to have links to our dynamic ad insertion. And we'll pop your email here in the notes and description of this episode in case anybody wants to um, approach you directly about managed campaigns, anything like that. Once again, thank you all so much for joining us. I'm going to read our brief outro and then we will conclude for today. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us at Podcasting Smarter for our September live panel event, How to Make a Podcast Ad where the experts here at Podbean sit down to discuss what goes into making an impactful podcast ad from music, host read, having a clear value proposition, and more. Today, we were joined by Podbean's Senior VP of Advertising, Carrie Tracy, and Director of Customer Success, John Kiernan, hosted by me, Podbean's Head of Events, Norma Jean Belenke. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions like this one with top, podcaster, top podcasters and experts. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. If you joined late or want to have another listen to this conversation, or you're listening now on our podcast, you can replay on Podbean's YouTube channel and on our Podcasting Smarter podcast. We are brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 620,000 podcasts. To start your podcast today, head over to podbean.com. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned for next month's live panel in October. On October 20th, how to become a podcast editor using your indie podcast skills for freelance, remote work, or to create a business in collaboration with Steph Fuccio of Global Podcast Editors and featuring some incredible podcast editors from around the world. Happy podcasting, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. 
Happy podcasting.